Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, the fate of Tommy Lee rests, strangely enough, in the hands of Chuck Riggs, whose desperate attempt to reach Clark Kent has thus far ended in failure. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, was breakfast on the beam at your house this morning? On the sunbeam, I mean, with Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Pep is so golden delicious, it gives your appetite the old come on. Makes you want to eat the hearty sort of meal that helps start your day in high. Why, Kellogg's Pep looks irresistible. All toasted and crisp and tender. And when you sample that sunshine flavor, mm -mm, you settle down for a session of mighty nifty eating. You find out how those tender whole wheat flakes practically melt in your mouth. How that sunny flavor tickles your taste. How each spoonful of Kellogg's Pep is so good, you won't want to stop until you've polished off every bit in your bowl. And you know, it's particularly important nowadays not to waste cereal because we're sending the grains to fellows and girls overseas. So make sure you pour your pep carefully and make sure you do eat up every bit you pour out. And say, kind of keep an eye on your younger brothers and sisters too. When mom brings Kellogg's pep home from the grocers, make sure you eat all your pep. Don't waste it. And now, the adventures of Superman. Jealous because Jimmy Olsen, manager of the Unity House baseball team, had replaced him in the pitcher's slot with a Chinese boy named Tommy Lee, young Chuck Riggs went with his uncle to a meeting of the clan of the Fiery Cross, whose un-American credo is one race, one religion, one color. Coached by his uncle Matt, leader of the hooded mob, Chuck said that Tommy had tried to kill him. Incensed and seeing an opportunity to start a wave of terror, the clansmen snatched up the Chinese boy and carried him away to tar and feather him. The boy managed to leap from their speeding truck, but broke his arm in the fall. And as he hid in a patch of woods, the cowardly horde in robes and hoods closed in on him. Terrified and in pain, Tommy threw himself into the river and was swept by the swift current toward a seething rapids. Meanwhile, tortured by his conscience, Chuck Riggs has been unsuccessfully attempting to contact Clark Kent by telephone. Kent entered his apartment just as Chuck, forced out of a phone booth, hung up. But as we continue now, Kent's phone is ringing again. Listen. Hello? Hello. Is, is this Mr. Kent? Yes, who's calling? I, uh, I can't tell you, but listen, Mr. Kent. A friend said you'd gotten lots of guys out of trouble. What? Maybe you can help Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee? What happened to him? The clan of the Fiery Cross guy. What? Yeah, they're going to tar and feather him. Wait, Scott, when was this? Where? Tonight, just a little while ago. They grabbed him and, and took him away in a truck. Oh, 
gosh, you got to do something. You just... All right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where did they take him, do you know? Well, I mean, they said something about going to the bend. Cheaper the bend? The river bend? I don't know. I just heard him say the bend. Listen, somebody better do something. I'll do everything I can. Goodbye. Off with these clothes. After those rotten hate mongers. That's Superman. Now, if only I'm not too late to stop them. Stripping off his business suit, Clark Kent stands revealed in the blue costume and red cape of Superman. Swiftly, he steps to the window and opens it. Out! Up! And away! Leaping out into the night sky, Superman streaks across the great city, over the wide Metropolis River and to the low foothills, where a narrow or swifter running river tumbles down from the mountains, bends around a patch of woods, and rushes over a boiling rapids on its way to empty into Metropolis Harbor. Suddenly, the Man of Steel checks his rocket-like flight over the patch of woods in which young Tommy Lee had tried vainly to elude his hooded pursuers. There's the bend, but I don't see Tommy or any clansmen. Either I'm too late or... Wait a minute. What's that caught between those two rocks? That's Tommy. And the current is dragging him into the rapids. Down to him. Down! Tommy. Tommy. Poor kid, he's unconscious. What's more, this arm is broken. He's in bad shape. Got to get him to a hospital. Up! Up! And away! Leaping up from the seething rapids with the limp, battered body of Tommy Lee in his arms, Superman streaks back to Metropolis and deposits the boy at the General Hospital. A short time later, once more in his guise and garb of Clark Kent, he speaks to a hospital physician. How is Tommy Lee, Doctor? He's suffering from shock and exposure, and he has a broken arm, but he'll pull through. Oh, that's fine. May I see him? Not tonight, Mr. Kent. The boy needs rest and quiet. We've given him a sedative to make him sleep. I see. By the way... Tommy kept asking for his father when he regained consciousness. Yes, well... He seemed very much concerned about him. I think it would be advisable for Dr. Lee to be here in the morning when Tommy wakes up. I'm afraid that won't be possible. You see, Dr. Lee was slugged by the same cowardly gang that almost murdered his son. Good heavens! But why? Well... I know Lee's a fine chap and he's done some excellent work in bacteriology. Now, you know a man's worth means nothing to those fanatical hooded gangsters. Dirty cowards. Look here, Mr. Kent, this is an outrage. Can't something be done about Believe it? Believe me, doctor, something will be done about it as soon as possible. I've got to go to police headquarters now, but here. Here's my card. It has both my home and office telephone numbers on it. If anything develops, call me at once, will you please? I certainly will. Thank you. Good night, Doctor. Now, what about it, Kent? Has Henderson found out who those scoundrels are yet? Well, he knows they're the clan of the Fiery Cross, Chief. Well, we all know that now. But who are the rats behind those sheets and hoods? We haven't found that out yet. Oh, you haven't? No. Then what have you found out? Well, frankly, very little. And you can't blame the police, because until this happened, no one knew the Klan was organized in Metropolis. And except for the police officer they slugged in front of the Lee house, and Tommy and his father, no one has even seen them before. Oh, can't they identify at least one of those rats? Oh. All the officer and Tommy and Dr. Lee saw was a gang of hooded men. No, no, not men. Cowardly hyenas. Well, Real men don't hide behind sheets and gang up on someone just because he goes to a different church or because his skin happens to be a different color. Now, look, Kent, the boy who phoned you last night, he knew the clan was going to tar and feather Tommy Lee, and he knew where they were taking him. Wouldn't he know who they were? Possibly. Well, who's the boy? Well, that's the $64 question. What do you mean? Now, don't tell me you didn't have sense enough to ask him who he was. Well, sure, I asked him, but he wouldn't tell me. He wouldn't? No. I never heard his voice before. 
But if we could find that boy, I think we could find out who some of the Klansmen are. Well, we've got to find him. Well, that's fine, but how? Our only clue to him is his voice. We can't go around and pick up every boy in Metropolis and question him. No, but... Wait a minute, Chief. Wait a minute. I just thought of something. What? Let's run a front-page letter in the Daily Planet addressed to that boy, showing him that, that not only Tommy Lee, but he and every other boy in America who doesn't part his hair the way the Klan likes is in danger. We'll ask him to come to us. Or to the police. You've got something there, Kent. But I'll go you one better. What? I'll run a letter addressed to everyone in Metropolis and offer a $1,000 reward to anyone who can reveal the identity of a single cowardly member of that rotten gang of hooded murderers. Good. Swell idea. I'll smoke those skunks out from behind their sheets or my name isn't Perry White. that rotten sheet from attacking us and get them to cut out that reward stuff that they'll get in the way of our work. Right. But how can we? The planet's a big newspaper. Oh, there's ways to handle it. Look, call the members of the action committee. Tell them to meet tonight in my garage as soon as it gets dark. You got that? Check. Okay, get going. Tonight we'll show that Daily Planet bunch they ain't big enough to stop the clan of the Fiery Cross. Placing the telephone, Matt Briggs, Grand Scorpion of the Clan of the Fiery Cross, sits staring into the half-shadows of his library, his mad, slaty eyes cold and unwinking as those of a jungle beast. What plot is he hatching up against our friends on the Daily Planet? We'll return in a moment for the dramatic climax of today's episode. So stand by. Say, gang, lend an ear to this. Here's the inside dope about this week's new pep dish of the week. And we're traveling all the way to Egypt for the name. You ready? Listen, this week, your nifty new breakfast combination is called Pep Pyramid. And here's how easy it is to make. You pile your serving of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, in your bowl in the shape of a pyramid. Around the base, scatter juicy red raspberries or some other fruit. Top with milk and sugar. And there's your Pep Pyramid. And believe me, gang, this is a dish to make history. You know, Kellogg's Pep always makes a history of good eating. Sure, every single flake is crisp and, and tender and full up with that catchy flavor. A sunny, full wheat flavor. A golden toasted flavor. A comeback for more flavor that keeps your spoon coming right back until you've finished off every bit in your bowl. And that's a good thing, you know, particularly nowadays when we're sending the cereal grains to fellows and girls overseas. You don't want to waste cereal. So keep that in mind when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocer's. Pour your pep carefully and eat up every bit you pour out. Remember, gang, eat all your pep. Don't waste it. It is now late that same evening. Editor Perry White at the wheel of his car is driving Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen out to his suburban home. Well, it looks as if so far that first page letter in the Daily Planet was a washout. Don't give up hope yet, Jim. No, give it a chance. Gee whiz, the first edition came out at noon. Not one person's called up yet to give us the name of a clansman. Well, we might get some calls tonight. I sure hope so. I want to get the guys who did that to Tommy Lee. Gosh, Mr. Kent, he darn near broke me up when I went to see him this afternoon. What do you mean, Jim? Well, he 
He didn't say a word about what had happened to him or his father. He just said, sorry I won't be able to help you win the championship game next week, Jim. Mm. What the fuck, Chief? Right? I see it. Stop talking about Tommy. I get so sore I can't see where I'm driving. Well, I'm sore, too. That chance we've got to win next week without Tommy in the box. Well, what's happened is much more important than a ball game, Jim. Oh, sure, I know. I found out what hate mongers are like when we tangled with Frank Hill and his mom. Only it gets me so mad. What right is the clan or anybody else to pick on a swell kid like Tommy Lee because his color is different? What business is it there of theirs what color his skin is? None of their business, confound it. They're a bunch of ignorant fanatics. Keep that car! Get over on your... Okay, okay. Close. Yeah, a little too close for comfort. You're not kidding. Did I get so blame mad when I... Carl, don't drive when you're angry. Fortunately, we're practically at the house. I think you turn at the next corner, Chief. Uh, don't you think I know my own street? Just thought I'd remind you. Look, I just got an idea for an editorial for tomorrow's paper, Mr. Kent. How about... Wait a minute. Chief, look. Well, what's the matter? Up ahead, on your lawn. Well, gee whiz. Good. Good Godfrey. A flaming cross. Their eyes wide, Clark Kent, Perry White, and Jim Olsen stare ahead at Perry White's lawn, on which burns a wooden cross, symbol of the dreaded plan of the fiery cross. The cowardly men of hate and bigotry who stalk at night, anonymous in their robes and hoods, have dared to warn Editor White that he is next on their list. What will happen now? A great deal happens tomorrow, fellows and girls. So be sure to be with us. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, lots of you kids have dogs, and I'll bet one of the things they enjoy most is a tug of war. Dogs seem to get such a kick out of using their strong teeth and muscles. Now, if you want to help keep your dog strong and husky, feed him Kellogg's Grow Pup dog food. It's just wonderful for dogs and has a good meaty flavor dogs like. There are three different kinds. There's Grow Pup Ribbon, Grow Pup Meal, and Grow Pup Pellets. Ask your mother to get Kellogg's Grow Pup today and see if your dog doesn't gobble it right up. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.